Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. (laughs) I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work, self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. I'm really excited about today's guest. She is one of my jewelry designers and is absolutely amazing. Her name is Natalie, and she runs the brand Nana Bijou. Today, we're going to explore how jewelry plays a role in community, what self-care looks like as a business owner, and how Natalie fell in love with jewelry from the beginning. This is Natalie's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Natalie, I am thrilled to be talking to you. How are you today? Very good. Just as excited. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for just agreeing to chat with me for Hey, Girl. I'm so happy that we were able to make this happen. Um, For the listeners who may not be familiar with who you are and what you do, can you please give us some background? Yeah, uh, I'm a GIA graduate, gemologist, and uh, jewelry manufacturer designer. I have my own jewelry line. Uh, It's a young line, about three years old, but I've been working in the jewelry industry since 2005, so a little over 15 years, and love it. (laughs) I'm blessed to be able to do what I love, which makes me feel very lucky. I've been a customer of yours for, I don't know, maybe six months now, and I discovered Nana Bijou through Henry Dominique, who I am in love with. She was wearing this pave diamond star on one of her necklace posts and I was just like where is that from Mm -hmm. and I stumbled across you you were the maker so I want to talk about how you fell into your love for jewelry becoming a gemologist and now being able to gift people handmade quality timeless heirloom pieces for their jewelry collections how did you get started Well, uh, being a child of the 80s, (laughs) I loved Sparkle to the point where, I mean, when my mom would take me shopping with her, I would be picking up every piece of glitter off the floor. I had to have it. So my obsession with glitter and sparkly things started at a very young age, and as did my crafty curiosity of how things are made. My mom's name is actually Bijou, which means jewelry in French, hence Nana Bijou. Mm. Nana is my nickname, so that's where that came from. And it was basically love at first sight ever since I was a little girl. Just loved jewelry and accessories and fashion. I actually thought I was going to be a fashion designer. And at the time when I was going to attend FIDM, I realized that I can't draw the human figure for my life. So, (laughs) (laughs) and the technology wasn't there yet, you know, for graphic design and whatnot. So I, in the meantime, while I was graduating high school and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my college career, I started making jewelry on the side. 
and just for myself and people started buying it off of me. Wow. And after that happened, I realized that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. I'm not just going to jump into it, not knowing what I'm working with material wise Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I was lucky enough to attend the Gemological Institute of America in their world headquarters in Carlsbad, California, and studied gemology, jewelry manufacturing, jewelry design, even their business courses to really understand the jewelry business because it's a it's still a family-based industry. And so not having any family or any connections, uh, it was the best decision I made for my career. And once I graduated, I started working for a couple of different design houses and applied my skills and knowledge in every job I had. And then the last company I worked for was actually an online pearl company, and they were like the biggest in the nation. And they taught me, they gave me the confidence to learn how to work with e-commerce because it was a very scary field for me. As for most, I think, when they first jump into it. This was back in like 2000, early 2000s, I guess. Yeah. So from there, I decided that I'm going to go off on my own finally and make quality design pieces in the United States and make it affordable still so that other people could have access to it because I think that's just as important. I absolutely agree with the accessibility aspect of jewelry and fine jewelry because that's what you're offering. And I think it's really amazing that that is put into play when it comes to your brand and your business, but also that you're USA made. So I want to circle back to that and talk about why that was important for you as a designer to have things made in the U.S. You know, it it wasn't even about now it's a trend about being ethical and mm-hmm. being us made but for me it was more of the controlling nature in my personality <laughs> of how i need to make sure everything is perfect yes. and done right yes i cannot tell you how many jewelers have kicked me out of their offices because <laughs> <laughs> they were frustrated with my perfection and need for that which i took as a compliment yeah um, yeah absolutely you know, and so, and also because I am a first generation Persian Jewish girl of immigrant parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my love and appreciation for this country is just like any other immigrant child. Mm-hmm. And it was, in that sense, also very important for me to support our own nation and our own jobs with people that are willing and deserving of it. So being a first-generation Persian Jewish woman, how, I know I speak to a a lot of women who are first-generation something, right? So not necessarily on the show, but just in my own friend groups. And I meet a lot of women who have their stories of being first-generation American. Um, 
How has that been for you on the business side of things? Because I know that a lot of immigrant parents are like, you need to be X, Y, and Z so you can have X, Y, and Z type of life, right? So it's like, how was that for you deciding to go the non-traditional route and become an entrepreneur and nurture your business um, in the way that you decided would be best for you going off on your own? Were your parents excited? Were they nervous? How was that? Well, before I even decided to go to GIA, I was supposed to go to USC and study business in the Marshall School of Business. Mm -hmm. And I, so just getting my father to agree to allow me to go to GIA was a struggle in itself initially. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because he's like, his whole thing was that because he put himself through college in the United States, being a dyslexic child and not knowing it at the time, mm-hmm. a part of like priding, you know, supporting that pride that he had in his success was he promised himself that he would send all of his children to a university. And, and I'm the oldest of four. So mm-hmm. I saw that your baby brother one. just graduated from law school, too. That's a huge deal. Congrats to him. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, so that was a failure in his eyes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that my child is not going to university. She has free access to it and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but finally, I got all the women in my family. And my mother and my grandmother, my father's mother, were very supportive mm-hmm. and convinced him that, listen, we need to let her go mm-hmm. to GIA. And thankfully he did. And that was the first stepping stone. The next challenge that I had faced was just being a female in this industry is yeah. not easy. Yeah. Whether, whatever background you are. And I never let it get to me. I never let it stop me from anything. If anything, it always motivated me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I make everything myself, like uh, uh, the production of it. I oversee all of it myself. So everyone in downtown Los Angeles knows me as this girl who runs up and down the street (laughs) in the jewelry (laughs) district. And, you know, I hear comments every day. There's not one person that isn't saying, slow down. Why are you running so fast? And my reaction inside is always like, why do you care? I'm not in your way. (laughs) I'm doing my thing. What difference does it make? Yeah. Um, But, you know, there is a lot of that. And a lot of people have lost my business because of that. Mm. And funny enough, I just remembered when I first started, I was trying to get some help and like suppliers and resources from some of my male friends mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget one guy was trying to get me to work for him as a designer and told me, you don't want to be one of those women that just run a business. You want to be a mom one day. You want to settle down. You don't want to put yourself through that. Mm. And at the time, I didn't realize that what he was saying was so inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is possible to be a mother and run your own business. We're not limited to these things. Yes. It's just what our environment tells us that we're limited to, which could possibly slow us down. And ever after I heard that, and when I realized that that was not okay, it, it pushed me and empowered me to become as successful as I am today. Do you remember your first piece of jewelry that you made with Nana Bijou and how that felt. My first piece of jewelry. Yeah. Do you still have it? 
I still have it, but it's not in the line anymore. <laughs> uh, it was a little turquoise heart mm. necklace, and which evolved into my turquoise cabochon solitaire heart necklace now. But it, initially, it was a beaded heart, with, meaning that it was a full drilled stone mm-hmm. and just had a little wire wrap going through it and connected it to the chain. Wow. And it was, it was, you know, my love for turquoise is so great. As you could see, if you look at my collection, that there's every option has a turquoise, every design has a turquoise option to it. And I, I believe in the power of stones. I believe that jewelry and stones in that sense do give us power. Yeah. And turquoise is a stone that actually helps you get out your voice and speak your truth and say what you want to say. And I think that that turquoise was the heart was something of meaning to me in regards to being able to speak out and especially as a woman. Yeah. I mean, my growing up, my parents I, they, my family, everyone would call me a feminist and as if it was a bad word. And, you know, now I'm a proud feminist. Thank God that we're in this time where we've evolved into that, yeah. where the culture is moving towards that. In order to be a feminist, you do have to speak your truth. You do have to speak up and have your voice heard, which brings me to my love to turquoise, I guess. There is no better time to take your fitness to the next level. And every bit of motivation counts. Like a sweet pair of London's most popular Sweaty Betty power leggings. Make any move you want knowing that your leggings have got your backside. For over 20 years, Sweaty Betty's five-star rated power leggings have helped women crush their workouts. Because no other athletic brand can compete with the Sweaty Betty power leggings. Expertly placed seam and squat tested compression fabric that physically gives your booty instant peach emoji status. Quick drying and pocket equipped, these leggings are high-waisted performers. Take their quiz at sweatybetty.com to find your perfect style and choose from a wide selection of strategically cut patterns. I love these Sweaty Betty leggings because they are high-waisted. They hold everything in place. I can rollerblade in them. I can hula hoop in them. I can do yoga in them. And I adore them. So I wear Sweaty Betty and maybe you should consider wearing them too. Now through November 1st, get 20% off of your entire purchase when you visit SweatyBetty.com slash HeyGirl. This is the best offer Sweaty Betty has available anywhere because you deserve to look amazing before, during, and after your workout. Get 20% off your entire purchase at sweatybetty.com slash heygirl only until November 1st spelled s-w-e-a-t-y-b-e-t-t-y.com slash heygirl. I recently started wearing a new bra by Third Love and I absolutely adore it. Did you know that breast shape matters when you're finding a good fit? I didn't. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. I found the Fit Finder quiz really helpful when I was picking out my third love bra. I didn't know I was wearing the wrong size for so long. I think what's really awesome about this is that over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date, and it's actually a pretty fun experience. I answered a few simple questions and I found my perfect fit in about 60 seconds. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, which is more sizes than most other brands. 
including their signature half cup sizes. Not only that, but Third Love is convenient. You can skip the trip to the mall, find your fit with their online fit finder, order, try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. What really sold me on Third Love was the 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. What's not to love? Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering Hey Girl listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash heygirl to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heygirl for 15% off today. And it's so it's so funny because this morning when I was ordering Isla's first earrings from you, I went yeah. back and forth between the gold hearts that we ultimately went with and turquoise. <laughs> so I'll probably come back and get her the turquoise ones too. But I was like, I was in bed and I was like, Rye, I was talking to my husband. And yeah. I was like, Rye, should we do these or should we do these? And he's like, I don't know. They're both pretty. And he ultimately picked the gold. But the turquoise, mm-hmm. I was just like, I can see them being so cute in her little new ear piercing. Oh, my <laughs> God. They would pop on her ears. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was just, you know, initially, you know, I wanted to get her diamonds. And then I was like, oh, no, girl. Like, if she loses a diamond, and of course, it's not her fault. She's a baby. I would just be right. sick. So I was just like, you know, we're, we'll wait until maybe she's she's a little bit older. But it has been such an honor to be a customer of yours. And you've made some really special pieces for me um, that represent my girls. So the latest two is the the 14 karat gold unicorn silhouette that represents my daughter, Charlie, because she loves right. unicorn and she's been such a magical part of my life and my evolution as a woman and a mother. And then my little eye that has the rainbow gemstones set in the 14 karat gold eye and circle for Isla and she's our rainbow baby after a miscarriage so those pieces are going to be in our life and family forever and I want to know how that makes you feel as a designer that what you're offering to the world to your customers are literally going to be in jewelry boxes and passed down for generations to come. How does that leave you feeling and how does that build a sense of community for you? It is such a fulfilling feeling. You know, it beats any amount of money that I could make. Mm-hmm. It's just the the honor of having people entrust their heirloom pieces into me is there's no words for it, I guess, because it's it's really touching. I mean, when you were telling me the meaning behind the piece, I was brought to tears because that's, it, it's just such a fulfilling sense of gratitude on my end that someone would put that trust in me yeah. to be making something for them that will be passed down many generations. And so... That's the reason why I love what I do more than anything. It's the fact that, you know, from engagement rings to pieces that mothers make to pass down to their children, 
recently I had a couple of experiences of memorializing people's death. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that that was a part of the business too. And how, you know, the circle of life really comes together in this aspect of my work. Yeah. And it's, it's so touching. I mean, it really brings me to tears when I think about it because it, there's no greater feeling than an honor to be a part of this is, in families and whatnot is just the most important thing. It's so funny because sense. because um, Charlie is already asking for her unicorn. <laughs> and I'm like, you cannot. Which, by the way, I love so much that I included in my life. I saw that. I'm that? so <laughs> excited about that. I hope everyone gets a little bit of joy from from that unicorn. And I was thinking that for Isla, I would make hers when she turns one. I'll put it on like a bracelet or something for her or for or for a necklace or something because I want them like as they get older, of course they can't have them right now because they are expensive and beautiful. But when they get older, the girls will be able to say, mom kept this for me. Like this was for me from mom. And it was made with love by another woman in business. And it does come full circle when you think about it from the community and sisterhood aspect. Like it is absolutely beautiful and your offerings are just amazing. So as we wrap up, I want to talk about a couple more things with you. Your mom's name is a part of your brand. How did she feel when you included that? And does she wear your jewelry? I know you have sisters too. Yes. Yeah. I have a younger sister and uh, two younger brothers. Yes. So your sister and your, your siblings do they wear your jewelry and and how does that feel to see you know your family wearing things that you make um they wear only not a bijou yes (laughs) except for their their time pieces yeah (laughs) Um, my brothers have an endless collection of uh, cufflinks that they (laughs) always complain that they're like another one (laughs) i haven't even worn the last one yet (laughs) um but for my mother and my sister uh how much time do you have (laughs) because my well my mother um she she inspires me Mm. and she was the root and source of who i am as a designer as a business person as a woman, um, she she always would throw ideas at me, and it still does. And um, she's my muse. She's my everything. Mm-hmm. She's also a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. So um, right before, right as I was starting Nana Bijou, uh, she came down with um, gastric cancer and was had an intense. Uh, process of chemo and radiation and whatnot. Um, And so I stopped everything and made sure to be her caretaker because she's my everything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, once someone goes through that, which I really hope no one ever, God forbid, has to endure this kind of uh, pain, is coming out from it, it changes everything in perspective. And so having her survive is like having someone come back to life to you. Mm. So for my mother, it's 
everything that I make with for her is above and beyond, and it, it's just it's a joy. It's a and it, it, as much as it is a joy and pleasure to do to make pieces for everyone else, it's right. just my mom yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, right. and um, it's I just tell myself always, thank God, thank God I have her, thank God she's here to inspire me and keep me going. Um, and as for my sister, I spoil her rotten. <laughs> and, and um, you know, and to the point where she's like, how, stop giving me so many pieces. Like, you need to sell these pieces. I'm like, don't worry about selling, <laughs> like making money. Like, you are my baby girl. Mm. And I just, the joy of gifting in anybody, I think, is there's no greater feeling for me and for most people the excitement of giving a piece especially jewelry is just phenomenal I think and um she got married about two years ago and she told me that she wanted to make make all of her pieces from her engagement ring to her wedding band and um in the Middle Eastern culture, they like to gift a lot of jewelry. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of work but and a lot of pressure that I wanted to make sure that it was above and beyond. Um, and so it's really like the feeling of knowing that I made all of her pieces for her wedding was the most fulfilling feeling at, during that time. And the people's reaction that, wow, your sister did all of this, mm-hmm. all these big pieces, mm-hmm. she made all of it. Because my pieces are very dainty yes. overall, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what I'm known for. But, um, it, you know, just the shock that factor of that was very inspiring for me which is leading me to build another line as well (laughs) for higher end, larger pieces. So I have to ask, how is dad, how is your dad with the success of Nana Bijou? And um, how how has, how is he? How is he proud of you? Do you, is he just like, okay, I'm glad you did this. How is that? He cannot be more proud of me. (laughs) It's amazing. I mean, it's like, it's like out of a movie for me because we butt heads a lot. He raised me as this independent, strong woman, but Middle Eastern too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was a struggle for us um, growing up. But finally, now that he sees that, wow, I did all of this by myself. I did not let take any money from them mm-hmm. when starting this business. I saved up. I worked hard. I, did everything I can to make sure that this was done by me and me only. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently he came to me and said, listen, I want to invest in you. I'm so proud of you. And that's the biggest thing for him to want to put money into my business to, to see how far it's come was the biggest gift wow. that I could ask for. I mean, it, it, like the fulfillment of that, of, wow, I made it in his eyes mm. is I made it <laughs> in general. That's and, amazing. um, yeah, no, it's, it, our relationship is so much stronger. Our bond is so much tighter because of it. And I, and 
I cannot be more grateful for that. That's amazing. So to wrap up, of course, I have to ask you about self-care as a woman in business, a busy woman in business, running up and down the streets of L.A. in the jewelry district, getting things done. How are you pouring into yourself so that you can in turn pour into your business, your family and the people you're making pieces for? Um, I try to, well, healthy lifestyle, of course, is the most important. Yes. Um, but I try to keep myself stimulated mm. and keep myself aware of the times and forward with what's going on in the community, in my surroundings. And, um, for self-care, I think the first thing that comes to mind is every day taking at least an hour out of my day to make sure I play the piano. Wow, that's amazing! You're a pianist. Yeah. Is that, am I saying that right? Pianist? Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhat. <laughs> I don't consider myself a pianist, but <laughs> um, yeah, I because I, growing up, I always cheated. I had piano teachers, but I like never. I couldn't read the notes. I couldn't pick it up and read notes mm-hmm. or sheet music, and so I would watch them play it and then memorize it. And um, so I'm more of a play-by-ear kind of person. That's awesome. And um, so every so this new year, once I realized that I could actually do this and teach myself, um, since New Year's, I made a promise to myself that I would teach myself a new song every month. Wow. And so I've been doing that, and that self-care for me has been very enriching in making sure to show myself that I could do what I really want to do and nothing Mm. could really stop me. Mm. That's amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Natalie, for being with me today. I am so happy to get to know you a little more, my jewelry designer a little more and just learn about how you came to be. And you are, you are such a joy and I am honored to be a customer and um, I cannot wait to pass down these beautiful pieces to my girls as they get older and come into their own. So thank you so, so much for everything you're offering. (laughs) Thank you. And I want to say thank you for being so inspirational and for being so empowering because we really need more of that these days. And I really it's it's really touching to be appreciated by someone like yourself that is so wise and beyond her years. And so it has been an honor and a joy. And I thank you for having me on your show. And I look forward to growing our relationship. (laughs) Same here. When I come to LA, I was supposed to be there actually next week, but I'm not. But when I do come, um, we are going to have a girl's day and have some good food and some good conversation. So I am looking forward to that. (laughs) I love If you're interested in connecting with Nana Bijou on Instagram, you can do so at Nana Bijou Jewelry. That's N-A-N-A-B-I-J-O-U 
J-E-W-E-L-R-Y. The Hey Girl Podcast is a member of The District Productive. Produced by Paul, Woody Woodhall, and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own Kokai. <laughs>